Yes, we do. Welcome back to the Movie Goat Game of Thrones Got Predictions podcast. I'm that Bravosian bastard, Justin. Along with me is the daddy of Dorne, William. How are you today, William? I'm doing good. You know, speaking of Dorne, where the hell is Dorne? No are one they cares. Just, are they just... Yeah, but that's... that's. I, I was just thinking about this. Isn't that like a major hole? I mean, Dorne's got a whole army down there, and... They mentioned just, a new prince. There's a new just, prince of Dorne. They're just chilling at the beach. Hey, man, they're living life. They're pulling a Cersei. Just, let's see where the cards fall, and then we might get involved. They're pulling a Braun, if you will, as well. I'm just going to go uh, hang out and see what happens, and I'll, I'll join whoever's side wins. That's probably the smartest thing to do. No one's got... Dude, Danny don't have time for that. Danny don't have time for shipping armies. She wants things done right the F now, which was, you know, I don't think was a great battle strategy, but we can get into that later. I was going to start this off with health... I already fucked... Man. You, you are slurring your words. I have no idea what you're saying. P.S. I'm drunk. I was going to start this off with hell hath no fury like a Targaryen scorn. Because that girl went off, but we'll get to her very later because she's like, that's like Barry and Lee kind of thing. She is the number one attraction today. Um, but first of all, William, I mean, you and I saw things a little differently, apparently. We spoke a little bit before this. Um, I actually talked to my sister, too, and she felt the same as you. So initial reactions, I'll give you the table right now so I can sober up a little bit. Go ahead. Oh, excellent. Um yeah, you know, my reaction's kind of mixed, and I'm at the point now with the show where I think I have to separate the this plot and the story that the the producers have created. Excuse me, with Excused. with the with the medium of storytelling, and what I mean by that, I guess, is. The episode was beautifully crafted. Um, it's really in the same... I kind of feel the same way about the third episode in the Battle of Winterfell as I do with this one. Um, it's very well-paced. Um, it you know, it works as a small film. Um, the character moments are great. And I've said this before on this podcast, I think in reference to the MCU, that... Um, you know, characters have to be the number one driving force. And, and I do appreciate that they are. Uh, so, so in the sense that, you know, in, in the, in, as far as the perspective of the spectacle of this episode and, um, you know, the, the beautiful effects and music and um, the episode is a work of art, I think it was wonderfully done. My issue is kind of macroscopic from the standpoint of I don't know why they've gone this direction with the story. Um, and and the, that is very disappointing to me um, from, a, from a plot perspective. However, in a vacuum, if we're just to examine this, you know, I, I'm at the point now where I've kind of just lost, I'm kind of just along for the ride. I have no expectations. I've, you know, kind of decided I don't like their direction in terms of the plot and the story. So I can kind of sit back and just try to enjoy it for the piece of art that it is. And, and they did a beautiful job crafting um, this section of their story. 
Um, so on that level, I thought it was great, and I think we agree on that. Um, my issues with it are are more of I I think um, I don't know I I'm just I I, I don't like you know, we're we're so far beyond. Um, how do I say this? We're so far beyond what uh, we're going to have to cut this out. I'm trying to think how to say this. Okay. We are. I really so don't f- feel like editing. I just, whatever. Please, <laughs> Go ahead. Jesus, please edit this. All right. We're so far beyond kind of the, the crossroads of the plot that I kind of just have to accept the road they've taken this down um, for, for this version of the story. If George R. R. Martin ever decides to release the other two books, um, you know, maybe 20 years from now, Justin, mm-hmm. you and I can have a different conversation, but, but this is, this is the, the story path they've gone down. So, you know, I, I kind of just have to accept that along with everyone else who's still watching and, and is not really happy. Um, however, I do, I do think it sets up some interesting, um, some interesting plot points for the finale. Um, but, but this episode as a whole in a vacuum, um, not taking into consideration kind of, uh, a a weak overall story in this final season, um, was, it was a beautifully crafted, uh, 80 minutes of, of TV. Okay. That's Will's take mine a little more positive. Dude, I watched this. I was glued to the TV the entire time. I liked it from beginning to end. I was okay with the story choices. The only one I had an issue with was maybe Euron showing up, like swimming 30 miles or the hell he had to do to show up at the beach. That was the only thing I was like, well, I don't know that that makes sense. But the episode was wonderfully crafted. Holy crap. We'll get into that later. But like, just the sure, like you said, spectacle of it mm-hmm. drew me in. This is my second favorite episode of this season. My favorite so far is still that night before everything happened in Winterfell. Like, just where everyone's relaxing, enjoying their last night on Earth kind of moments. That's still my favorite of this particular season. Okay. Uh, is this episode my top five? No, but maybe top ten, maybe top fifteen. Like, it, it held its own. It gave me moments that you've been clamoring for for years. Uh, you finally got Clegane. And that scene, dude, man, when we get to that, I will. Uh, that was beautiful. Oh my god, I could take some of that. Those shots they made and just posterize that because it was beautiful. The background, holy crap! And then give me Arya. I'll get into her later too. I have some 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 things to talk about Arya later, but just overall, I thought they did a brilliant job. And that moment where Danny decides to, yeah, let's go full crazy. It was earned. Like, she had that moment of, like, what should I do? And you have Tyrion there once again. Oh, man, you shouldn't do that, Jamie. You shouldn't go after that dragon. Oh, man, Danny, you shouldn't really go burn the whole city down. And then, you know, they don't take his advice, you know, in that kind of kinship moment of his mind and their mind. But, dude, I love this episode. I'll say it. I watched it already once over. Like, I usually takes a couple days to me to watch it again. I watched it, like, I literally into the episode, watched the behind the scenes, started it over, fell asleep to watching it because I was like, I loved it that much. It, it really had me. 
And just to getting the final, you get the, the street level view of like the peasants that you never get in Game of Thrones, really. You don't get to see who's actually affected. That part, even though it wasn't totally earned because you don't know who these people are, but that that whole section of like, man, she has really gone crazy and destroying lives right here. Like that part really made you feel for the people of the city. I, I agree with you. I, just to, I, I want to piggyback off that. Um, I, I don't, that, that goes beyond needing to be earned or anything. Um, I think it was really important to show uh, the, the perspective of just these regular, everyday, innocent people of King's Landing, it's certainly to probably to set up, you know, the, the next episode, but really just to show that this, you know, that she is the Mad Queen. She is legitimately just killing innocents. And, and uh, I think some, uh, one of, some of the negative comments I saw were, okay, it's just the same thing over and over again. But I think the overkill of just, what was it? It's, it was maybe 40 minutes of her just killing people and, and taking the city down. And just, I mean, it really, you're, you're shaking your head, but, but it really was like about 40 minutes of her just, uh, during this time of her just taking out the city and killing innocent people. And I think that's good. I think that in, within this episode that served its purpose and, and don't misunderstand me. Uh, I, I did really, really like this episode. I think this is one of the top five best episodes of the show. Um, in terms of, in, in terms of, uh, how do I say it? Just in, direction. in terms, yeah, direction and, and cinematography and and They've the spectacle, they, they the it art. Direction and yeah, it, it was great. <laughs> um, my problem, it, it's again, it, it's I struggle to verbalize this, but my problem is more of with the overall direction they've taken this because it's not, it really isn't Game of Thrones anymore. Um, it's become something else, but. You know, that's a separate conversation that we could probably spend an entire podcast talking about after uh, this this is all said and done about, you know, uh, how much blame does George R. R. Martin have for, you know, allowing this to happen? Because let, I, I want to just make a comment on these two. Um, it's D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, I think are their names, the producers and directors of the mm -hmm. show. Um, That's correct. They That's are correct. absolute masters of adapting a story. Um, I would not say by any means they are great screenwriters, or at least in terms of, or, or at least um, writers of a story itself. But in terms of adapting something to the big screen, they are. I mean, right now, I mean, I, you know, they're up there with the best of the best. Um, they really know how to, they really did a masterful job of actually taking, you know, what's, what's a very good, competent, um, compelling series of books and taking out the best bits and the most important things and, and making a, 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 almost a better version um, of these books and, and these books really do work so well on the big screen. They figured that out. Um, but the, the problem lies and they're not the storyteller that 
George R. R. Martin is. And I think that's shown. However, I don't want to take away from them um, just how good they are at actually the the telling of the story, if not the crafting of it. Um, because this was just, again, this episode was great. I was glued like you were. I was sitting there. I was sad when it ended because I really wanted more. And that's the first time I've been able to say that about Game of Thrones for a really, really long time, that I really was you know, wanting more at the end of this. And, you know, in six days, we'll get that. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but uh, there's a lot to like. So do you want to dive bit. in? <laughs> yeah, well, real quick, just to, we've, we've talked about this a lot, just the differences of time and what they, they didn't even want, they didn't even want to do this season. And they said that, like, we didn't really want it. We wanted to finish it last year, but HBO kind of, you know, Hey, here's more money for you. That's why they have a shortened season. So like they didn't. That's the whole thing. Like, they didn't want this. Like they wanted to end it earlier. Well, which I don't know what the hell they would have done if they would have ended it earlier. That, there's a little bit been more a super to mad it dash. than that. But um, yeah, so I don't mind the direction. I mean, yeah, some episodes like we've talked about could have been completely removed from the season and it would still have been fine. I just I really respect that they went for it, man. They went all in and. I mean, a lot of people, I don't think, believe Danny would go crazy. I mean, I said it last week when I was by myself, like, you know what? She might have a moment of clarity where she'll just like, hey, I don't have to be that person. But then they went full on and she was that person, the same old, same old. And she's not really breaking the wheel, but in her mind she is. But yeah, I, how can you not, this is like the first episode, like you said, that I was actually attentive the entire time i was like oh my sure. god what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next oh can you believe that just happened and then like the the the, the city level you don't get that in game of thrones much but the peasants view you don't get the every man view it's all the high highborns and you kind of get lost in that because you don't really see the effects of their their um decisions and they finally shown you right right here here's an effect and, and it's like the first time in a while you see the city view and how many people were there. Yeah, it took her 40 minutes because there's a million effing people there. And they did cut some other stuff to back and forth, back and forth. But anyways, yeah, getting into this, like, opening the scene, I knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen probably. Varys yeah. getting cut out because of he, I mean, he betrayed her. And she told him straight up, if you ever betray me. I wish I would have been on the podcast last week because that's it. The, the episode, it began exactly as I thought, like, to a T. You know, Tyrion would betray Varys, and Dan Danny would execute him with the dragon. Like exactly what I, th I'm sure exactly what a lot of other people thought, but you know. Yeah, that they they teleplay that too hard. Like you, I mean, and he's writing a letter. And but uh, but I thought crap. it was. But I the liked dragon it. coming from the darkness was, was awesome. Y yeah. Oh I, yeah, it needed to happen. Just get him out of the way. He um, he did his his time. He no no no. Mel Sandra said, "Hey man, you're gonna die soon." You're a quick sorry. yeah. A and quick like, um. Oh, see. A quick word on that, just because um, uh, at least in the books and for a long time on the show, there's a there's a connection between Varys and Littlefinger, and I just want to say I really think they got Varys's arc right. Um, Varys really served his purpose in you know, who he is, who is, who is someone who's looking after the realm, as he would say. Um, and that's what he serves is the realm. 
and Westeros. And um, I, I think they got him right. You know, he he died doing, you know, tr- trying to kind of a last-ditch effort to convince Tyrion that, you know, she's going to go crazy. And John, And John. And John, She's going to go crazy, and um, I hope I'm wrong. It was beautiful. Unlike Littlefinger, which, you know, just assassinated his character but that's another podcast altogether so i but i I was happy that varus got the end that i think is uh worthy of his character yeah and he was right i mean he he's been right all along really he's trusted the right people he's trusted himself he was the most honest person and he i mean no one no one saw this coming but him, I guess. I mean, I think I know Tyrion saw it coming. You had, I mean, like I said last time, he was honest with himself. He's like, yeah, she might go crazy, but I, I'm, I'm scared of her. Like Tyrion's scared of her because he's scared of his like for his family. He actually fears for Cersei's life and Jaime's life, and it proves in this episode. Tyrion, uh, dude, I'm he's dying next episode. I think getting to Tyrion, freeing yeah, we'll, Jaime. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> We can get to it right now because right, I mean, Tyrion's talk- my next one. Like that's on a, a, a importance. I don't think he he didn't play a huge role in this one, but like I'm gonna him just getting to Jamie so easily and just freeing him and then all that jazz, yeah, getting I, his family I, out. Like he's sending himself to death. He knows he's gonna die for this. It's beautiful, but like so stupid at the same time. But he loves his brother more than anything else. And dude, their scene before before Jamie left, that was that was some superb acting. I think he's getting another Emmy, most likely. Dinklage just knocked out of the park. Man, um, that guy, he deserves more things to do. Yeah, uh, it was it was a nice scene. Um, I, I'm not going to – I like your theory on Tyrion. I'm going to kind of wait until the end when we discuss our theory on how this plays out in the finale to give my opinion. But but I, I, I think you're dead on. I think that um, Tyrion has kind of made – is slowly making his choice that, uh, you know, after he realized, I think after her, his meeting kind of pleading with her, once she hears the bells or if you hear the bells, you know, please spare the city. Um, it, it kind of, at that point, that's where something snapped and he realized, okay, you know, I need to take this into my own hands. There's no reasoning with this woman at this point. Um, and, and I think that's, you know, then you see him, like you said, free Jamie and he kind of makes those decisions um, you know, similar to Varys, realizing that, you know, at this point, my what is my life worth? Um, and I think he even says something to that effect. Um, and, you know, if what what is my life worth and, and what can I do, you know, to kind of make up uh, in some way for a lot of the wrongs that I've committed and at the same time try to save a lot of these people that he cares about. Um, so it's a good character moment. Yeah, Jamie him. says it right then. Yeah, yeah, Jamie tells him, you're going to die for this. Like, you are going to die for this if she finds out. And he's like, but that's what Tyrion's always been family first. Like, the entire series, no matter the hate that's been brought upon him, he's always about family. And I really thought we'd get that that conversation with that we never saw the end of, of uh, Cersei and Tyrion. Maybe that comes into yeah. play next episode, but that might be lost. It might be lost forever because yeah. nothing came of it. No, I think, so, I think it was a It might have just been a straight up conversation. I, th- I think it's a missed opportunity because I, I don't think we're going to get that at this point. I would be shocked. I mean, I suppose we could. It might fit into my theory of what's going to happen Maybe. in the next episode, but I'm with you. 
It's, it's, it seems unlikely now. I thought I didn't think Cersei was going out this episode, so I really didn't call yeah, that one. So I really thought that uh, something would have came of that. But yeah, Tyrion, um, he he's he's I, I'm guessing he's trying to leave right now. I don't know, but <laughs> at the same time, he's told her so many wrong things. So maybe when the bells came. She's completely lost it right now. So she might think that's another tactic for Cersei to get the upper hand on her. So I can see both sides like, yeah, oh yeah, the bells are coming. Good call, buddy. You told me a bunch of bull crap about your sister. So maybe it's like it's a well, it's a it's a trick. It's no, a ruse. I, I don't I so don't I can totally see Danny's perspective on that though. Like thinking this is a ruse. Like they're trying to, they're trying to call me out. Like they're going to something's going to happen to me. So I can see why she went just like, nah, nah, we're done. Yeah. Here's why all the way. I disagree, and here's why. I think that um, they did a really good job of establishing um, that she essentially just snapped, and it's it's not so much her thinking logically. I think it's it, and it and as much as I kind of shit on Amelia Clark's acting, and at some sometimes it can be absolutely atrocious. I think she did a good job in this episode, especially in in the moments where she wasn't especially when she doesn't have to open her mouth. Um, but, but yeah, the, I, I thought the scene where the bells are tolling and, and it's all just facial expressions and body language, I think that really just spoke to she's just completely snapped and she's not going to get the revenge she wants by killing Cersei, and it, she just snapped. And I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with trying to reasoning through. Well, is this just is this just a trick or a ruse? Because I think even then, I don't think you automatically go. Maybe you destroy the Red Keep, but do you do you kill all the innocent men? Women? No, I totally children? agree. I'm just throwing so, that maybe like that crossed her yeah. mind at some point. I'm saying that's, that's a that's sole so. reason. It might have crossed her mind. But no, that that whole scene right there, where um, yeah, she's making a decision. The and the bells and the the music they change it up for it's like just driving her crazy in her brain. That was perfect. Well, I let's mean, why don't like, we? It's like oh my god. Well, we'll, we'll save Danny for later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the next. You want to do Danny now? I I say Danny's the number last one. Well, the I don't, number I don't last care. one. Good job yeah. talking there, Justin. Anyways, I uh, I mean Grey Worm. I mean I think I care more about him than you. Uh, I, I said last time, dude's going to go crazy, and he went crazy. That moment with him and John was pitch perfect, where John's trying to hold everyone back, and he's yeah. like, hell to the gnaw. They killed my girl. No way, man. Anyone well, gets my way is dying. Same and thing. Fear with... work is exquisite. No, I, 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 I'm with you. I think I don't really have a lot to say on Grey Worm, but but just uh, I just love Grey Worm. He's one of my favorites. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think that I just um, I just I'm glad he got yeah, his go ahead, revenge, go ahead, but it's go not going to fill that void. Yeah, go ahead. It's just not going to fill the void, obviously. Yeah, go ahead. But Grey Worm, like it was that strange dichotomy of he has been taking orders this whole time, and for the first time in his life, he's finally doing something. For himself, like this is straight vengeance. Like he doesn't care mm, who's in his no, way. You're he's wrong. going to kill you. Yes. Mm, no. You, how am no, I wrong? Because no. uh, he's, he's followed killing to, to kill right now. I'm happy to tell you. Um, he followed Daenerys. Go lead. ahead. He followed Daenerys's lead, and he. You're right. It was he did it for him, but you know it's not like he he made some rogue move. He followed his queen's lead, and and he I he, sure he took a lot of pleasure in that. But, um, you know, Grey Worm is, this is especially hashed out in the books. If you like Grey Worm, you really should read 
the books. I, I really think you should do this, Justin, because he, he's... He, I read he's, number one. I'm okay. on number two. Well, you're not quite to Grey Worm yet then, but uh, you got. No. I think you got to get to book three for Grey Worm. But um, his character's a little bit more explained or just kind of his origin and the origin and the unsullied. And, um, you know, these are... The unsullied are essentially you know plucked from their homes um and 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 sold into slavery as little they're boys brainwashed. they're brainwashed and, yeah well yeah but but i mean this is this is the life they know the life he knows is battle that's why the unsullied are such an elite force and you know when you know you're going to take whatever you know to the nth level when when dealing with um, strong emotion. I'm a musician. When I deal with very strong emotion, I do some of my best writing and some best some of my best playing. I would imagine this is the same with Grey Worm because his art is war and battle. And so, you know, it, when he was given that opportunity by Daenerys attacking the entire city, he jumped on it. So uh, gr- I, I agree with you. Great oh, totally Grey Worm scenes. Totally great, agree. great scenes with Grey Worm. I'm just saying he finally has something to like fight for. It's all been, yeah, orders the whole time. Order okay, to do that's this, fair. Order this. this is the first time I'm it was you. actually personal yeah. for him. And you saw the hate in his eyes, like nothing but hate. Great Before, acting yeah, by that actor. To do my duty. Don't know the actor's name, but Always. big shout out to him. Great job. He's, yeah, he's awesome, but it was always duty, and you know now it's this is vengeance, and it's completely different situations, and he had to play it differently from being the honorable, dutiful um, pissant he is. Really, I mean that's all she, all they are to her is you know to servants. But um, yeah, I just I just want to give him his props because he went crazy that whole scene where they just start. I was actually, it was crazy. I was driving the other day and I was thinking, man, this season of Game of Thrones has been really light on the violence and like the sex and even like the cursing. Like it was kind of low key, like PG-13. And this episode, man, they went full hard R and just the bloodletting is let loose because, I mean, they're killing zombies before. So watching this come back, like reminded me of like Battle of the Bastards where just blood and, and just guts everywhere. And I enjoyed that little piece. It's been a minute since you've seen the violence from the show. Um, but yeah, getting to the battle of of the Red Keep or of King's Landing. Uh, have you ever played Uncharted, Will? Have you played that game? Um, I'm, I've played it. I'm not super familiar with it. All right, well, it's Nathan Drake, and he's like an explorer, kind of like Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. But there's scenes, like they're kind of set pieces, right? These giant set pieces you're in. And the game is pushing you through the set pieces, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't control where you're going. It's a linear a linear path. Right. But it moves you all throughout it. And as stuff's happening, you do like little things. You're not really in control, but you have a slight edge on it. This reminded me so much of this Arya scene where she's going through the entire city, like just going to so this, are we, to that. So are we talking about Arya now? And you are on ground are on level. Aria? Yeah, we're going to Arya because right. that was my, that might be my favorite section of this because it felt like a video game. It felt like I was there. It felt like I was controlling Arya to get through this situation. It was the most visceral, I think, of the entire, the whole whole um, episode because it, it felt real. Like, man, this is like, she's one of your main characters. Of course, you care about her, where she's going to go. You know she's not going to die. Like, you just kind of know that. 
But the people she tries to save, they die. She goes with the hound and he's like, you need to leave. Like, There's no purpose for you here, girl. Cersei's dead and she takes his advice. And that whole thank you, man. And, you, and the hound's like, you think you might say you're welcome, but that's not the hound. That's not the hound. He goes, hmm. And he stalks off to go take on his brother. But okay. the whole well, scene with her was amazing. Yeah, let me, talk about, let me talk about that for a second. You're right. Uh, especially from a cinematic point of view, uh, it was... Oh, gorgeous. Very, very so much well going done. Um, the Arya, again, I'm on record, I, Arya is not a character that I yeah, you like. you hate her, yes. <laughs> I, I don't like the character. I think that uh, that's that's a story for another day, but they used her It's neither here nor there right now. This was well. perfect for Arya. Um, here's the thing. Here's why it was so beautiful. Um what they did with her was very interesting. You you kind of have the scene where she says goodbye to Sandor the Hound. Um, and he's essentially saying like, you know, this is not, you know, you, you, in a way saying you think, you know, death and, 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 and battle, but you don't, and you need to leave. This is not for you. Um, and which was interesting, I thought at first, but then, uh, they backed it up by having her experience war and death firsthand, yeah, well, especially is, yeah. of innocence. And um, that was, so they did something um, cinematically where they, they were cutting between Arya and then going right back mm-hmm. to the Hound, which at first I'm like, okay, why are they doing this? But it kind of makes sense. But But what I liked more was the used one of my favorite words by before dichotomy of Arya and Daenerys because you have two characters who have this is this is what sold the episode for me you have two characters who have made complete role reversals or or or, or complete character kind of character changes you have Daenerys who has gone from um you know the so, I will never be the mad queen i will you know that that's not me that's not how i will not i think one of the quotes this season is i'm not going to rule the ashes um and and mm-hmm. completely turning into the mad queen and then you have the other character aria who is the answer is death and destruction and um learning from the 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 god of death or or whatever it is to experiencing this firsthand and and without again dialogue un, unneeded she goes through a bit of a, a transformation in that scene of experiencing death you see it on her face and instead trying to you know help people out of the city and kind of getting a different appreciation for it so this i think was the high point was this this um this aria versus Daenerys kind of character, uh, I guess we'll call them role reversals or character changes. That that was what was really interesting to me. Um, I did like, definitely uh, in hindsight, the the Hound and the Arya kind of going back and forth was, um, I liked it. And I actually thought that, um, see, uh, you said, you know, you thought Arya wouldn't die. I thought this was a really good opportunity for her to. Um, I, you know, again, I like the episode. I think though there may have been a missed opportunity. I think, I think she should have, you know, you, you had this really 
cool opportunity to have her die after kind of changing and trying to help people instead of um, and giving up on you know the list and killing Cersei, uh, which I, I really liked that. I had a friend. Um, I have a friend who, who's been adamant that, oh my gosh, no, it's not, the Game of Thrones can't end and Arya can't die until she, she, she fulfills her list and gets every name off it. Geez, like, you know, we're so far beyond that and I'm really, really glad. I, you know, for a little while I was worried. I'm like, geez, are the, are the writers, are the directors gonna be that stupid and they're really gonna make her do that? Because they were keeping her around for, they kept her around for a little while, but I'm so glad they didn't do that. I'm so glad they addressed that in, in having her, you know, forgo the list and forgo killing Cersei and just try to escape and then and trying to help some people along the way. So uh, I, I thought well, that not was Not just great. that, just, just, just grow as a character, grow as a person. To give up that kind of, uh, that hate and just, I need that vengeance to fulfill my destiny bullcrap. Mm-hmm. That's what Danny believes in, destiny. Yeah, that whole moment, like, but once again, the Hound... Sir Beric Dondarrion, they they might have been put here to save Arya, and that could have been another moment where the Hound's like, "Do you really want to go out this way? Is this what's most important to you?" He's basically telling her, "Is is this what you want to do, or do you want to be with your family? What's most important at this moment to you?" And she, I mean, she had to choose her family. I mean, she's going back. I mean, she's full on board to take out Danny. John's gonna be. We'll get to him in a minute, but he's most likely full on board to take out Danny. It, this is the fire or the the song of fire and ice which like right here now is, is danny versus john they set that up heavily now but yeah aria i i loved every second of it like you said that's a good point role reversal that you know she's she's grown and Daenerys has deteriorated basically from a mental a mental state to just i just need to rule this throne no matter what happens to anyone else below me and yeah, it was it was crazy sad when Arya was trying to help these people. They're like, "No, we're safe here," and she's like, "No, no, no, we got to get out of here." And like seeing the burned bodies of the mother holding the child, yeah, that stuff, uh, yeah, that stuff hits you hard. And they they held on that. They that's what the great part of this was. They didn't like moments flash, flash, flash. It was let's hold on this for a moment, give time for the scene to breathe, and yeah. Um, you, you spoke about it before, but the Hound and Mountain is probably my second favorite part of just right, well, let's the get cinematography and, and the sky in the background and the crumbling of the keep. Letting Him saying to Cersei, uh, my grace, like, oh, man, that, that guy is, like, just sticking it to her right there after all this is happening. Like, that's one way just, like, just a punch right in the gut. Like, she he knows she's nothing right now. He knows she's dead. And he's, he still calls her your grace. I thought that was perfect. And then Kyburn going out by his maker. They straight up went Frankenstein on that. But um, yeah. yeah, the creation yeah. kills the, the maker. It was a little. It I was a little, think about that, but that's good. It was. That's what my sister said. I was like, how did you not think about that? We talked about this. She's like, I didn't think about that. The, the, he created him. I was like, yeah, that's like I, that was like the most obvious way. And I can't believe I didn't think about it before. Like, that's how Kyburn is going to die because he's like this. I thought he, I, I don't know if you listened last week, but you said you did. Like he is like the MVP of the King's Landing. Like he had an answer to everything. And to be honest with you, I really thought Kyburn had like one more trick up his sleeve. Like when the dragon's flying to the Red Keep, I was like, he's got something coming. 
there's something gonna surprise us all and he had nothing he was just like dude we lost like we gotta get out of here and i felt kind of disappointed in kyber and i was like man i thought you had something else that just to, to freak us all out and he's like yeah we just gotta leave and and also dude the mountain actually being sentient like i didn't I thought he was maybe just a zombie, but he actually knows Clegane. He remembers, like, there's some semblance of a man there, which was shocking to me because when they gave him the orders, he's like, no, I'm not taking orders anymore. This is over. This is this is my purpose right here, to fight my little brother once again. And that fight, dude, the Hound can take a hit like no other. Like, he should have been dead five times over. The whole Oberyn callback, should have crushed the skull there. I don't know what his eyes are made of, but that whole fight was intense. And I, you know, you're pulling for the hound, but you know he's gonna lose. Like I caught it last week. The dude's dying. Like there's no way he's gonna survive this. Like this this episode. I thought he was gonna go out a different way, but yeah, him taking the mountain with him. Uh, I guess that was poignant for what he's been li- like living up to this entire yeah. Entire, what, I eight think years or whatever the. The eye for an eye imagery was uh, was nice. I actually thought so. I I don't know if Two you've eyes. noticed. <laughs> well, they each lost one. So, but my point was so I I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but um, they haven't released the title of each episode before you watch it. It, it generally they they add the title of the episode about an hour later. So you, they've just kept yeah, all it was spoilers. Yeah, like episode 70 whatever. Right. They've kept all spoilers out of even, you know, just not even telling us the episode titles. But I really thought after that scene where where they each like lost an eye, I thought the whole episode was going to be called like an eye for an eye or something, you know, kind of kind of a <laughs> reference to Daenerys like getting back for for whatever they did to her dad right. but anyway but anyway uh no i i thought it was fine i thought the battle was fine uh it was it looked great um i liked that the the hound eventually dies in fire which is like you know the thing that he's you know afraid of and kind of made him the way that he is and gave him the hatred for his brother in the first place so you know i, I yeah it was it was good <laughs> I liked it, I guess, more than you. Like, the sword through the heart or the stomach, and he just pulls it out. Like, dude, that doesn't affect yeah, I, me. I don't I don't function like you think I function. Right. Getting a yeah, a, a dagger through the brain, like, doesn't affect him. Like, you're not going to kill him. You're going to have to burn him. Like, that's what he came up with. Like, I guess we're just going to have to fall to our deaths. So, like, pull a Mufasa, Simba, or Scar, whatever the hell that was on Pride Rock. We're just going to jump for it, man. But only... I, I'm assuming the mountain died in that fall. Who knows? He might get up and come back. I there's no clarification if he did well, they, die. They show they show could... that. I I thought it was cool that they showed the hound um, at the end of the episode get up and walk away from that. I thought that was neat. What? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was like a. That was like a 300 foot drop, I believe. That was a long fall, and some of those overhead shots were some of my favorite shots of the whole thing. Like you get to see the the mass of King's yeah. Landing. You don't see no, that that's... a lot from like the overhead 
how big this place actually is. Like, you don't really you get it from like Cersei's point of view. Like, oh, there's the the land. But once it starts getting overhead shots of, no, I, uh, of the burning and all you, that. You mentioned before, and the, then you the see the video. the wildfire men- bursting. The wildfire yeah. was cool. Like you mentioned that, before, the out. video game vibe, and um, I definitely got the video game vibe during. The Hound of the Mountain fighting just kind of because of the backdrop of you've got Daenerys in the background, <laughs> yeah. literally burning the city Dude, to the yeah. ground. You got this big wide shot. Like and, Mortal Kombat and, out there. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it really seemed like a video game. Like, <laughs> anyway, but it was. And then Mortal cool. Kombat, like, they can't die. Like, they're getting, like, stabbed through the heart. Like, I'm right. still going. Like, no, you'd be freaking dead. Like, but the, yeah, the mountain, man, that was, he looked awesome. Like the makeup work on him when his helmet came off, like, dude, that is beautiful. I wish I could have seen this the whole time instead of, but the moment would have been lost, obviously, if we didn't see it till now. But yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, I My hound's still my favorite character and to watch him go out that way still saddens me, but he, he did his, he did his job. He got his vengeance, if you want to say that. And he had nothing else to live for at that point. I mean, he doesn't that's all he cared about that's only thing that'll make him happy is watch his brother die so hopefully we got to see that moment in a glimpse and then uh yeah we only have two people left really and that's uh oh i, I skipped someone uh sorry jamie oh, i'm gonna go to jamie now because jamie and cersei had their moment under under the keep jamie had to fight euron who had to swim miles because cersei couldn't even hear the ship's being burned somehow right behind her. So I'm assuming he had to swim pretty far to get there and have their stupid little battle that delayed Jamie to get up there. So uh, did you think Euron was even... Should he just die in the ships? Did we need that battle th- between him and, and Jamie? What do you think? Let me say this. William? Um, yeah, let me let me say this. Here Here's my thought on that. Um, I think that the Jamie and Cersei... I thought that makes the most sense for the show and this series. However, its execution was probably the worst part of the episode. And that this kind of bothers me because really? here, yeah, here's why. Here's why. Um, like, I, I appreciate that I, the scene getting Tyrion... Um, Tyrion getting that moment with Jamie was was wonderful. Um but 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 I'm with you on like the idea that yeah, the Euron Greyjoy washes up on the same shore where Jamie is so they can fight. Jamie just happening just happening to run into Cersei at the right point in the castle. It's all just like you know, I, I'm a little bit with you. Generally I can Convenient. kind of I can sustain or I can I can I can um, suspend your disbelief. Yes, thank you. God, I can't speak tonight. We're both drunk. Um, it's okay. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, generally, like, as you said, I can suspend my disbelief for this kind of stuff. But it it was kind of weird. It's like, what's the point of why even have Jamie at the Battle of Winterfell? It, I mean, is it, are you just trying to tease us and make us think he's going to end up with Brienne? And, and if so, that's a really lazy method of writing um no 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 no. it is it is wait 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 wait. Wait, can i cut you off for one moment no no yeah you can cut me off all you want you've been doing it all can 
people can change and he really thought that was the best thing to do at the moment for his people for his maybe his son or daughter whoever he has in Jane or Cersei's belly he thought that was the right thing to do so people can change but sometimes people that change I agree withdrawal they have, with, with Raw, they have a, a blowback they go back to what they were used I to I agree so I can see but that here's totally being a character I agree but here's the problem is I think they should have established with, they they had an opportunity with Jamie to establish that struggle within, and they really didn't do it. They really ju- it just kind of all of a sudden it's like you know at the end of last season. Oh, okay, I've I've decided I'm doing this, and so we're it's just it's decided. There's no struggle. It's just a decision that he's made, and you know it's very um, convincing. And then he gets to to Winterfell and he's made this decision and okay, this is his character arc now. And then it's just a sudden flip backwards. Um, I would have, I wanted to see if you want to develop his character in that way, or at least show, reveal his character, show us the struggle. Um, and, and I think that was the missed opportunity. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know if they wanted us to, wanted us to feel surprised by the fact that he went back to Cersei. However, from a storytelling point of view, this is something I agree with them about. He should have, this is how he should have gone out with Cersei. I think that that works for his character, and I liked that. I just, I'm kind of feel weird about how they I can tell you why. Uh, You've read the books. You've heard about the Valonqar. That whole prophecy that her brother, one of them, is going to, to kill her. So I think they teased the people that read the book like, oh, Jamie's going back mm, to kill her. No. So they want to have that open-ended. Yeah, I'm pretty positive no, but that's here, why they here's did the it thing. that way. So no, you're like, oh, I, maybe I she's going to back to kill her. I can't wait to go back because someone's going to kill here's, her. Justin, here's what you her. don't understand. And you, this her. is why you need to read the books. There are so many prophecies in the books that contradict each other, and oh, that's yeah, kind of the point. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's kind of the point, is that it, it, nobody's really... If, if you're reading on Reddit about how, oh, this, is, this, this prophecy says this, this, and this, you, these are very uneducated people who have somehow picked out something from the books, and it's, it's like taking a soundbite out of the Bible that says you should beat your slaves. Well, obviously in 2019, good Christian people are not beating their slaves, but it's, it's the same idea. You can't take these things out of slaves. You can't exactly. You can't take these things out of context and you get Redditors or or whoever that takes this stuff out of context. I'm just saying that's, they're trying to subvert these people's expectations. They're like, just I don't think with the audience. I, have, I don't think anyone. I do. Anyway, okay. Maybe. I, I guess I'm, I've listened to podcasts that actually are reputable. Not I'm going. I don't even have a Reddit. So what the hell that is. I can't. I don't understand Reddit. Neither but do like, I. Frankly, I've reputable po- podcasts that like uh, from like IGN. They're wa- are watching Thrones from uh, screen junkies. That I like to listen to. They talk about stupid Valonqar things all the time. So these people are expecting, like, oh, Jamie's gonna kill her. Oh, is Tyrion's gonna kill her? And the writers like, hell no. How about they just like they love if each If they other, think man. the and show like is gonna go that direction, moment. they're insane because the the show has. Well, they never... talk about like, well, they don't bring it up once the Valonqar. They don't bring it up in the show. They there just is say, one they say prophecy the last thing that Maggie the Frog told her. There really is only one prophecy that's really been um, expressed and hashed out in the show, which is the idea that Cersei will lose all her children. And that that's pretty much it. Right. And Danny's prophecy of eh, like doing all this BS that she's eh, doing. 
But anyways, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens next episode. But yeah, I mean, Danny, or not Danny, uh, Cersei and Jamie. I, I liked that they couldn't get out. I'm just glad they killed them. I'm glad they didn't get on a, a rowboat and pulled a pod and just left. And wherever the hell they're going to go, I don't know. Like, that was nice. Like, just holding each other. Hey, we came into this world together. We're going out together. Of course, that's poetic. I mean, it's an, it's an easy way to get them out of the picture. The audience obviously wants more satisfaction. Satisfaction? Satisfaction. satisfaction yeah, satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Is that right? We're going to have to redo this <laughs> They want more satisfying... <laughs> No, I'm as it as is. I don't care. They wanted a more satisfying end to her death, most likely. They wanted one of our heroes to take him out, and that just didn't happen. Sometimes life doesn't happen that way. And I mean, in a way, yes, Danny took her out, but it was in a matter of we things falling on. into her her good graces. But yeah, Jamie and Cersei, good for them. I mean, I'm assuming they're dead. I mean, they got you know dumped on by the Red Keep, and then you got John Boy, who barely did anything this episode. Johnny, I mean, he's trying to do the right thing again per John. Like, hey, man, we don't need to fight these people. We're trying to have peace here. And then he has to kill to kill. And are these, like, the worst soldiers in the world? Like, John just walks up like, oh, Slice, you're dead. Like, come on. Can y'all get three on one, 12 on one. Someone trying to give John a fight here. But John didn't do, like, anything this episode, really. But he know, like, you know, I mean, in the beginning, he's like, I can't love you the way you want me to. Everything's different. And then during the battle, he's like, yeah, I don't think I need to be with this person ever again. So you're going to have this power struggle. I'm assuming, God, I don't know what she's going to do with John. Is she going to execute him right there? Take him prisoner? I don't know. If I was Danny, I'd kill him on the spot because this is like the one person that can take you out. The one person that the, the whole other northern part of this kingdom is behind. I'm assuming they're going to have it out. And I just... I don't see either one of them actually getting through this, but well, John, since you've been rambling like, without letting me talk for about an hour, why don't we get into our predictions for next week? Well, we didn't talk about Danny yet. Yeah, John and we Danny. We talked last about Danny. What are you about. crazy? We definitely talked. I talked about, but Danny. not specifically about Danny. Right. Well, ram- you can ramble about Danny for fifteen minutes conclusion. and ramble about Danny for fifteen Danny minutes and let me know when you're ready for John, me to give my prediction. The song of ice and fire is coming to a head next episode. You're gonna have my girl Sansa. You're gonna have my girl Sansa. I don't know what she's gonna be doing from the north, but this is it right here. Is it all going to end in the red keep? I do not know. You're going to have the shot of obviously Danny walking into the throne room, maybe sitting down, maybe circling it like a shark. I do not know. But she is going to be there and she's going to demand respect from these people that she just murdered. Like she pulled a freaking Thanos and took out half the population of King's Landing and she's going to demand that they bow to her. Is this going to go over well? I do not know. Is John going to turn into the new Kingslayer, Queenslayer? I do not know. Obviously, Arya wants to kill her. Sansa wants her out. Who's in Danny's corner? Not a single person, but Drogon. We'll come back to this conversation, please. Drogon the dragon is all she has left. I'm I'm really intrigued at what's going to happen next episode. Uh, it's just Drogon and Danny versus the world right now, and she's got the upper hand because she used the sky, the clouds above, as a shroud of cover to kill those ships, knock out the scorpions. 
I was I really thought Danny was gonna drop some rocks on some people for some reason because you had the cloud cover, but she just went straight in head on with Drogon, and they were just the worst shots this time, and she made it through, and she decided to kill everyone because why not? Uh, yeah, William, I was talking about how Danny is just by herself now. It's just her and Drogon versus the world, because I believe everyone else is not in Danny's corner. Do you want to give me your predictions on what's going to happen next episode? Or do you want to go straight into our game real quick and then give predictions? How Let's do you want to approach this? the game first, and then we'll, we'll talk predictions. All right, then I got to call my boy for the last time, DJ Hot Pie. Play that music, son. <laughs> music. Try that again. He didn't hear me because I said the wrong word. DJ Hot Pie. I'm not editing this, by the way. DJ Hot Pie. Play that music, son. <laughs> So here we are. The last round of the game. I myself, Justin, have a commanding, ridiculous, like Targaryen sized lead right now of 118 points to William's 56. I was right about the hound dying, the mountain dying. Uh, who else was I right about? Um, I had, I think, Arya living. So I killed it on that one. And then William, you got a couple right with, um, I think Varys, you had Varys dying this one, so good job on you. And you had John living, so John did live. But you had Daenerys dying. You thought Danny was going to go out this episode, but she did not. So we each only have six people left. So I'm going to go, here are mine, here are my, my choices. Cersei's already gone, so that's one of my picks. Jamie's already gone, that's one of my picks. I just have to pick them for just the hell of it. And to die. I've got Danny and John both going out. I really think they're gone. And for some reason, I think Drogon's gonna live. I do not know why, but one of these animals has got to make it out of here. I think Drogon just go live, you know, on his own somewhere and just, you know, vacation, whatever he wants to do. And I really think Sansa is gonna live through this. And I'll give you uh, Tyrion. He's my sole survivor. I don't. I really don't think he's gonna make it, but I have him if he does. So William, do you want me to tell you what you have left, or do you already know? Just kill them all. All right, okay, well, you have Cersei, Jamie, the Hound, and Mountain left. They're already dead, so those well, are Well, they might come picks. back, and they might so have, die again. You never oh, know. Oh, shut up. And then you, ha then you have Sansa and Gilly left, so you want them both to die. Yeah, fuck it, kill them. <laughs> All right. William has Sansa and Gilly dying. And then we're going to do, like, I don't know, our, our final predictions, I guess, of how the show's going to end. And, William, you've already built up. I haven't really thought about this. I was supposed to. And I didn't do it, so I'm going to do it on the fly after you go ahead and give me your prediction because i got to think of mine real quick. So go ahead. Okay. I am... How will the show end? I am go like 98% convinced that this is essentially... I don't, I don't know how, but I, I'm pretty convinced that this is what's going to happen. So the last episode, the finale of Game of Thrones, will begin by featuring a trial with who else... Tyrion Lannister. Um, so Tyrion's trial, he will be found guilty of treason. And I can't decide what, obviously he'll be guilty. He, I, I don't know if he'll demand a trial by combat and not be given one. I don't think he's going to be given one. Um, maybe maybe Braun fights for him. I don't see it happening. Or maybe he maybe he asked for a trial by combat and he asked Braun to fight for him and Braun's like just no I'm not doing it. So but anyway, 
Tyrion loses the trial, and I think he's executed. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I think he dies, and I think that's the catalyst for Jon Snow to eventually. I'll use the term assassinate uh, Daenerys. I don't know how he does it. I think it's probably personal. I think he probably does it while they're alone. Um, and so they turn it into an emotional scene, even though I'll feel nothing. But um, <laughs> so then who rules, who rules the Iron Throne? Well, I think, I think you have, let's see, I, I think of the reasonable people left, uh, I think Davos is one of them. Um, maybe Davos, maybe Arya... I don't know. I don't like Arya. I wish they would just kill her, but at this point, I just don't. I don't see it happening. So I think that I think you have John, um, kind of just being like heartbroken through the whole process. I think John decides, or I, I think John goes back to what he knows. I think he goes back to the Wall, or or where the, what was formerly known as the Wall, and rebuilds the Night's Watch. I think Sansa stays in. Winterfell and is is the Stark and I think Bran is put on the Iron Throne and I, okay. I, I, th I think that I'm convinced of these things now what I would like to throw in as my curveball is that we'll get some more information about Bran maybe some more information about the mythology of the show and gosh if they did this I would love them forever but tease something where it like closes with him having Bran having like blue eyes or something, or or he's actually the Night King and the Night King wins and then I gain like a hundred points. <laughs> and, <laughs> but no, but just like give us give us that like give us that Inception ending and just leave us wondering. You can't tie every. Here's my problem: is it just feels like they're trying to tie everything in a pretty bow. And, and give everything a resolution. I don't, when I say a pretty bow, I don't mean a happy ending. I don't mean that by any means. I what I mean. mean is... You want to... I, no loose ends. No loose yeah, ends. Yeah. Why do you... That is not what this show is. Or that's not what this, this series of books is. Don't leave... Don't tie everything up. Give us... I, was it you last week who said let us want uh, give us something so that we're wanting more i don't know who I, I heard this yes. recently but it's that's 100% true that. okay that's 100% true that's why something like the empire strikes back is so good is cuz you don't have to tie everything up you can you have the middle section of something um of a, of a story and but but even at the end you don't have to tie up all the loose ends so Give us something that allows us to want more. Just give us a little bit of doubt that Bran is not really Bran. Let us think that maybe there's a chance that the Night King's plan all along was exactly what we saw in episode three, and that maybe, maybe, maybe that's him. Like, just just do that. So that, that's that's my prediction. It's, it's funny... It's funny you said the thing about the Night's Watch. I actually texted my sister. We were talking about this episode. Like I said, she didn't find it um, as great as I did. But I was telling her, what if John goes to rebuild the Night's Watch, but he, like, amends their oath. Like, they can be normal civilians. They don't have to, like, sustain from uh, sex and all that. You can't have, you know, any relations and all that jazz. Like, there's they're 
in servitude, but they're not straight up. I, I hope to God to that entire lives. If he goes back, I don't care if he does that. That's fine. Don't tell us that in the show. We don't have time for that shit. Just let him go back. I, I don't need some big explanation of I'm going back to the war, but we're not gonna have to be slaves to to. So, we're not gonna have to be we're priests no, no celibates. More. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to know that. Just, that's just what, fucking go back. Listen, okay. Here's my prediction on just off the fly. I really have not. This is, that's like the most I've thought about it. Like I said before, I really don't think John's living. He is going to go out trying to kill her maybe. I just don't see him making it through this. I don't see Daenerys living. It's just like how can you have this person well, Daenerys rule is the not Iron living. Throne I, that I everyone hates? That. Yeah, Danny's gone. I don't know how, but I really think the dragon will live for some reason – I mean, I think Tyrion's out too. Like I said, beginning of the episode, I really think he. he I, I think he's gone he, to the beginning. He put all his cards on the table. His cards were on the table. He told her. I mean, she told him, "If you ever betray me again, that's it for us." And he did. Like right after she told him that, like, "Hey, uh, this is how he feels about his family." I mean, I'm also I'm uh, Team Sansa. I was Team Sansa last week, and I was Team Cersei last week. I was fine with her ruling the South and Sansa ruling the North. And it's kind of let bygones be got bygones, but obviously that ain't happening now because Cersei's gone. So I think Sansa, man, she's the she's the most fitting, and she might be the most obvious choice right now to rule. But she doesn't want to rule the South. She just wants to handle the North. So you got to have someone there, unless they just deplete the throne completely and there is no throne. And maybe they move the 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 citadel or whatever to the North, and Sansa can rule from there. Just like who do the people follow at this point? I do not know. But like, I'm I'm still going back to just maybe people individualize themselves like this is our section, this is our country, Ugh. and we'll rule ourselves. Ugh. That's the only thing that makes total sense. I don't see Davos on there because I don't think he's that kind of guy. He doesn't want to have that kind of responsibility. He's always played second fiddle to every person he's been in charge. Well, that's or, why I said a, as an um, advisor under. Oh, they said he wanted to rule the throne. Am I bad? No, 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 no. I, I'm um, saying that I think that there'll be people kind of put it he'll in place like the to hand say, almost yeah yeah i think he'll be that yeah davos to definitely be the hand he's he's perfect for that um and i'm surprised davos no, it's gonna be brand far to be honest it's, with you. it's gonna be brand i thought he was gone i do not think brand has anything to do with this anymore i hope I, it looks like they've killed magic for the most part so maybe they're just carving it out I really do also hope that they have that twist at the end. I hope that there is something more to this. I hope that we're like, oh my God, how can you end it like that? And then there might be, who knows, they might have a sequel in mind. Who I don't know. But yeah, um, I'm going to say Sansa as the... I don't think Arya, because she's like, I don't want to be a lady. So I don't think she's going to handle it. And I, I think she's more important as... She might be the hand of uh, Sansa. She might be or in charge of the strategical matters because she's obviously well fit for that and obviously john is too so john can always be a battle strategist but i just don't think they live it is a song of ice and fire i really truly believe that the song of ice and fire is of you've john said, and danny but you've they said are both song gone. of mice and fire twice now <laughs> ice and fire articulate my words sorry um <laughs> regardless this is the song they'll be singing of these two individuals and they're both already dead like that is it they're dead they this is their song hey maybe ed sheeran comes back maybe ed sheeran oh my comes god back a half burned and, face he's and, like freddy krueger and, <laughs> and he sings the song of ice and fire if that's the end of the show 
I'm down. <laughs> just like for no reason. And like a band comes out and they're like, all right, it's the Northmen. And it's like, yeah, that could be the end of the show. But no, I seriously, it's going to be Sansa. I'm just going team Sansa all the way. I'm just going to call it Sansa and leave it at that. Tyrion's dead. Like my boy Tyrion, I, he has to die. And it's sad, yeah, but does. what does he have left to live for now? He's got nothing else to live for. The tier, the all he wanted was a Lannister name to live on, and it's all up to him now to have that name live on. So, all right, we and, we agree uh, on we agree on we agree on Tyrion. How let let's oh, yeah. let's assume that he's dying. How how how's he going out? I I totally agree with you. I don't think there'll no, be no, a no, trial. No 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 no. You're not listening. Straight up. You're not listening. How what what how's he said? How is he gonna go out? How's he gonna die? Yeah. Yeah, I've straight up execution from Danny. Okay. What do you what, mean, how? Okay, are they going to chop off his head? Is he going to be burnt alive? Oh, Is you mean gonna... literally how? Yeah, burnt alive. Yeah, how? Although it would be more comical if he's if he's eaten by the dragon. That would be more comical. And Tyrion always likes to have a laugh in there. He got the, the only joke of this whole episode, I think. He mentioned something that was kind of amusing. There was like nothing else in this whole episode that was funny. Except for one of his lines. I think it was with Jamie. That was the only time you had any levity in this episode. It was straight adrenaline and intensity this whole time. So I think he'll go out with maybe a, a joke at the end and something about him being an imp and then, you know, roll roll his life on out of there. Because I, I, I mean, burnt alive is kind of lame, but we just saw Varys get burnt alive and they cut away from it. So eaten. I'll say eaten by a dragon. That sounds I'm gonna, fun. I'm going to say poison. Something poison, something to do with poison. Where, I don't think I don't she poison I, from. She's burnt the whole city down. I feel like I I could see a scene where <laughs> satchel. I I could see a scene where he, you know, she gives him more of an elegant death. I I I feel like a a. It's kind of how I feel about the Force Awakens. I feel like Han Solo's death was really violent, and it's a little bit jarring. And I feel like for such a great character, I think I think something more elegant would be better. Okay, since you said that, will it be the same thing where like you once Han Solo walked on that platform, you knew he was dead. Like you knew I it, agree. right? No, I, I, agree. I knew it. I agree. The second he walked on there, like this isn't this isn't gonna end well for Han. So it'll be set up the same way, like Tyrion walks in, like she's at this giant table, and he's like, hey, you want to have a meal with me? And he's like, uh, sure. And then he starts choking out right there in front no, of her. No, I, I, like, I think it's calmly. I think it's more of he knows what's happening. I could see the meal thing going on and being like, and... and so like Varys then. Varys knew what was going on. No, no, but different in... But yeah, yes, but, but essentially like, okay, I know you're, you know, you're poisoning me. And, um, you know, it's like, it's just a matter of, okay, I'm, I accept this and, you know, this is how it goes and that's it. I don't know. I, I, really I don't know think how. Tyrion's going to try and but I think flee though. I think he's going to try. No, I think he'll, yeah, he has no, 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 no. I disagree. I disagree. He's not going to try and flee. That would not be the right ending for him. You're 100% wrong. He will resign himself to his death and that will be it. Look, so I've said a million times he's going to die. I'm just saying he should flee. Like, if he was smart, he'd get the hell out of there. Like, I'm not he's saying, not like, oh, this is the right thing to do. Saying, I don't care what you say. You're just wrong. Me. If I was in if I was in this position, I'm not going to let my queen poison me. Like, I'm out. You crazy, man. 
you can have this. I'm done. Like I should have been. I should have listened to Varys. I should listen to myself. He knew it was gonna happen. He knew it, and he was like, for some reason, hoping she wouldn't turn. And the whole bells thing. Oh my god, he drove that so heavily. Once again, they 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 put their cards out there. Like you know, when he keeps saying the bells, the bells, the bells, the bells, something horrible is going to happen. Like that happens in every episode this season. Almost like they harp on it so hard, and of course it does the opposite. And what you have, and you're expecting it at that point. That's why I'm calling this episode, Will, of, of ours, Hell's Bells. That makes I, I was gonna. Sense. I was. I was about to say that. Thank you for saying that. All right. <laughs> I already had this in plan. I was like, look, it's called the bells. How easy is this? It's like nothing but fire out there. Hell's bells. If I would have heard ACDC rendition in the Game of Thrones, I would have like, this is fucking badass, man. They got hell's bells ringing through here. All right, so, so what like, is... like, man, this sounds like hell's bells. All right, another little bonus. What is the name of the finale? Okay, go ahead. What's the title of the finale? Oh, man. I, I mean, how could it not be A Song of Mice and Fire? <laughs> How could it not be that? <laughs> How could it not be a song of ice and fire? I mean, has that been used yet? I don't know. But if it's not that, they're a bunch of morons. Like that's Wait, all. Are it you can saying be. it's all it will be? But I I can't tell if you're joking. Are you saying mice on purpose? That time I did because okay, I was trying to be yeah, funny, I and you had to tell. say it. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> That's why I restated it as of ice and fire because that's the only thing that it can be called. Well, it's just called the finale. <laughs> that's what they're gonna call it. Episode seventy-five, the finale, with the number and everything. The end. Um, that like would be lost. lost. That'd be my guess. Uh, I'm gonna say just. Or they just ice call and it, fire. and they lived happily ever after. Dot dot dot. And there's. Like, I'm I'm just know. gonna say it's called ice and fire. That's it. Just or ice or and fire? Okay. or the Iron Throne. The throne. I don't know. Something okay. something like that. Just called Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> the episode's called Game of Thrones. So all right. Or uh, Game of Throne right now. Yeah, okay. I, I'm Go ahead. No, no, I the here I, I would like to make this this point. Might as well because we're an this... hour and ten minutes in. Let's keep going, man. Fuck it. Um because yeah. I keep getting in this I'm argument down. with people who my biggest problem with this season is that um, it, it's not bookending the show in the sense that the first thing we get from this show is is the White Walkers. This is a song. Uh, the series is called A Song of Ice and Fire. The series is not called A Game of Thrones. The, t- the first book is called A Game of Thrones, and it's part of A Song of Ice and Fire. So, And people are like, well, the... Sh- Show's called The Game of Thrones, so it's okay that it's ending with, like, The Iron Throne and all that. That is, I think, what the directors have gotten wrong. That this is really, this is a song of ice, the White Walkers, everything beyond the wall, and fire. Daenerys, the dragons, the Targaryens, this this clash, okay? And so I, I think that the show needed to end more with the resolution of ice versus fire, because it's not ending that way. So I, I want to make this distinction for everyone out there listening, all six of you, all right? Yes, the, all 12 of you guys. <laughs> the, this, this series is a song of ice and fire. It is not a Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is the title of the first book, and it is a reference to Ned Stark, 
Okay? He has been gone for a long fucking time. So get over it. It's a song of ice and fire, and the we got that completely Ooh. wrong, Mr. Directors. Who are these people you're talking to that think this way? Like, you say bookend. Like, dude, I've got so much bookending from them going back to season one. I want to throw up because I'm like, I've, I know this. I've heard this. I don't want to hear it anymore. No, 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 no. I was you're misunderstanding ground. I know, I know what you're saying. Me. I got you. No, you want you, the you magic are... to end with the magic. I totally understand what yes. you're saying. You want it no, no, to no, end I'm not saying that. with... I'm no, I'm not saying that. I'm with. saying that no. You want well, it to be about that. I'm I'm not saying go it ahead. from a. Oh, thank you, thank you for letting me go ahead. I think I've spoken for like ten percent of this podcast. You can also go to hell. Okay, you're a liar and a thief, sir. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's let's do the math at the end of this and see how it stacks up. The the my my point. You can isn't totally that, do that because I'm not. My point isn't that I want some some literal. When I, I say bookend, I'm not speaking to the books. I'm saying like, like it starts this way. It needs to finish this way. I'm more of speaking to the point of this whole thing. Actually, is not the 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 overarching theme is that the Iron Throne really is not important. That this clash of kings that's going on is not the real issue. And once that's realized by everyone it, and Actually, the series did a good job of this, of of kind of explaining. They even they even get Cersei involved. They show her the the zombie guy, and they're like, "This is the real issue here." It's completely undercut when you solve, you resolve that plot point first, and it doesn't work. It's like you fight the the main boss halfway through the game and then you still have to solve some more puzzles for another four hours it, it doesn't it, it, it's not climactic it doesn't quite work so that's that's more my point William. is that i think they should have come up with a more interesting way to resolve and and if this was george r, r. martin writing they would have found a more interesting way to resolve both of these plot points kind of simultaneously in this interconnected web. Instead, we get a very linear story. We have to we have to beat this boss first, then we go on to the next boss, then we go on to the next one. It's not really compelling or interesting. But you said it yourself, what if the Night King is still alive and well? What if like they okay. could totally so book that, it that the way. The reason with the magic why at the end. All right, the reason why you're right. And then you'll be happy, right? I that's what I want to happen. I don't believe it's going to. If they do that, I will eat crow. But but the, Okay, good I, one. I do you let me <laughs> a ask feast you a for second. crows. A, oh, that's good. That's good. Clever. I already I said Clash of Kings. Did you hear that Clash of Kings reference? You did. I got that right. one too. Anyway, yep, I did. Um, you missed it the first time you said it. You said a clash of titans or something. You almost got the clash of kings. Anyway, so if they do that, I will eat a crow. <laughs> I really do think they will. That's my hope too. I, I said it. Like, I, it has to be something at the end that you're just like shocked and you're like, no. Do you think way, they're going man. to? Do you actually think they're going? Yes, to? Yes, okay. I really do. I wish I, I had. I say your it's optimism. a bittersweet ending. 
It's a bittersweet. It's ending a bittersweet because, ending like, because we've, Daenerys we've, is going to die. This is why it, the, the no, that's not. Ending she's gone gotten. crazy now. You've she's lost touch with everyone right now. No that's one cares. That's a bittersweet for her. ending. No one's no, in her corner. You're wrong. No, it's not. I don't you're care wrong. if she lives or dies. All right, kill her now. Kill her. She gone. Justin, here's she's what not you don't in get. My good graces now. Justin, go ahead. Here's what you don't yeah. understand. Here's why it's a bittersweet ending. Because just because you and I don't like Daenerys and think she's a horribly written character does not mean that well she is but there are so many people out there who this is the show this is their hero and their hero has just completely gone crazy so you, you you're shaking your head but this is the truth okay every little girl out there who aspires to be a princess and a queen has just watched their queen go fucking crazy and fucking blast everyone in the city and turn them William, all to fucking this dust. This is rated R. What little girls are watching this show? They have horrible parents. They shouldn't be watching the show. I am a you school teacher. I am a school teacher, and I can guarantee you that every one of my that middle is schoolers is watching up. this show. Oh my god! Horrible parenting, right there, you, man. You're this not is, wrong. Yeah, and then if that's the case. If that's the case, then this is bad writing to show these little girls that this is what you're going to become when, when things don't go your way and you just have to use violence <laughs> you're not to wrong. get your point across. Yeah, oh, I expect, my gosh. I, I, expect, I would never show my 10-year-old this. Like, no way, man. This is I'm like, pretty sure I'm going to have to. This season is probably the most palpable for a 10-year-old, though, because not much really happens in this one. It's mostly just like words and violence. There's not a lot of... Uh, like they're not a lot of cursing this. Like I said before, not a lot of cursing, not a lot of sex going on. It's mostly just violence. And this episode right here was the most violent it's been in a while. So killing zombies and killing people are two different things. Um, but yeah, I totally think there has to be something else to the magic. I really don't think they can just say that was it and be done with it. That would make that would make me unsatisfied. We talked about this before too. That's not satisfying. You start with this thing and then it ends so quickly. What was the point of all this? I don't understand it. So I'm hoping that they have something up their sleeves because they say that Martin told them, hey, man, this is the last thing that's going to blow these people's minds. And they have yet to do that yet. So what? There was like three instances that are going to blow the viewer's mind. One was um, uh, Stannis' daughter being burned at the stake. Um, one was, I think the John being a Targaryen. And then there's one more moment that's supposed to like, they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this has happened. So there's one more moment left. And they said it it comes to the very end of this last episode. So you just wait, you might get your wish that something crazy is just going to make you extremely happy that you might get a boner in your pants. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) An iron boner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, what else can we talk about? <laughs> um, you want to end uh, about Iron Boner? <laughs> no, I, I do not. Oh, what happens with all those you people throw out in the Dorne? F word. I say Boner, and it scares are we, you. Are, is is the massive army in Dude, Dorne no one just cares chilling about down Dorne. there? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everyone else. Everyone else is fine. They they don't. That's the whole thing. Like, that's the thing they talk about Game of Thrones a lot. Like. You, you talk about these highborns, it's all about them, and then the last, like, the second to last episode, you're like, you know what? Let's give it from the people's perspective for once. 
and like that never happens the rest of the series so it's kind of like silly but yeah they don't care about anywhere else like it's just about king's landing and winterfell that's all that matters in this entire world which i wish i had a globe of it they kind of have a map what does this globe look like what is it just the one sun i guess they only have the one sun they don't have planets in the solar system what's going on in this world of game of thrones oh well game of thrones i can explain that you're not gonna like this um so game of thrones for it is, is actually <laughs> no so game of thrones is actually a post-apocalyptic world it's about a thousand years after or it's it's more than that it's after a nuclear winter in which the united states destroys itself and the rest of the world so uh westeros oh, so is so actually like hundreds of thousands of years yeah i made all this up but i think it if sounds not, if, good if not millions oh <laughs> yeah. you're a liar and a thief once again <laughs> i have no idea you could tell me whatever you, i mean if you've read the books you've researched things way more than i have yeah they they um, talk about they talk right. about they talk about uh the the final president of the united states and uh yeah they they talk about and mad that max and, yeah and mad fury max fury road, road. <laughs> She was a great queen of ours, of the Andals. <laughs> she created, right. she actually so wait, merged the continents together. Hang on a second. Hang on. You you think that Drogon is going to make it out? I just, that's just, I like pets. So, you know, you got Ghost. He's obviously living. He ain't coming back. I'm not getting my wish. I really wanted one more throat rip from Ghost. That ain't happening. Unless he kills Daenerys Boom! That would be sweet if like John takes out the dragon and Ghost just comes out of nowhere, and Nymeria just rips her to shreds. That would be pretty sweet. That ain't gonna happen. Uh, no, I just think the dragon. I mean, it's an innocent victim in this. It had nothing to do with anything. He just taking orders like everyone else on Daenerys, and like I just think he should live free. It's not his fault. Why do all we all? Happen. I have a question. Why does everyone call her Daenerys? I don't know. I can't speak their language. That's why I kept calling her Danny the whole time. I'm also a little drunk, so forgive me on her her pronunciation. No, but it's not just you. It's literally every Daenerys. Sorry, Daenerys. Sorry, because it's an R Y S, and we're American, so Daenerys is what it looks like to us. But Daenerys, Stormborn, you know, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains, first no, of it her doesn't, name. You want to go into the <laughs> Justin? It doesn't look like anything to you because you haven't read the books. I have read book one. I've told you this. I read book one. I'm on book two for two years now, and it ain't <laughs> happening, Will. I'm just not going to finish it. There's not enough time hey, in hey, the day. Hey, hey, you and George are I'd rather Martin talk both. about a show. <laughs> exactly. I read on his pace of writing. is <laughs> basically what it, what it boils down to. And you know what? They think he's already done with the books, but he's just waiting for HBO. Like They've said like, all these conspiracies all right, we, about, hey, he's done talk about that. contracts right, and whatnot. Sure, I, why not? Let's I, make a two-hour podcast. Yeah, all right. I am so, not editing an effing single part of this, by the way. Jesus I'm leaving all the bad. Fs into. I usually I usually edit out the F word. I'm not doing it this time. You said too many F words. I've yet to drop an F bomb in any of this podcast. I've been so, really good. You and Chase um, have both dropped George R. R. Martin, this is actually – I kind of subscribe to this. I feel like at this point – the show has gone so far. Like, what would he have gained to put out the sixth book right before the eighth Nothing. season of Game of Thrones? I'm with you 100%. So I think that it's probably done. I think that probably in six months when the fatigue starts to – or not fatigue, but the, the – No, it's the urge. I want it back. 
Well, I don't think it's that. I think it's once it starts to fade and he'll he'll he and his publicist will put this together, they'll announce the sixth book. Or they'll announce like the sixth book is coming out and then the seventh book is coming out six months later or something like that. And and guess no, what? He'll no, that's too soon. It'll be like a year. So but he'll he'll yes, be like he'll he's taken notes. He's like, all right, what works, what doesn't work? And uh and he'll he'll rewrite the ending and he'll call it Game of Thrones Brotherhood for those who get that joke. And um it's 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 gonna be really well done. And it'll be good and we'll all remember why we love George R. R. Martin. And I don't know. And then there'll be the never ending discussion of who got it right? D.B. Weiss? Oh, yeah. That was... Benioff or George R. R. Martin? Well, you can't, you can't discredit the actual creator. So no matter what, his will be the proper ending. But uh, do you remember... Pause. You... Pause. No, George just... Lucas. Okay. That's completely different. <laughs> no, it's completely not. Different. Why that is it just... completely it different? No, I don't want to talk about that right now. Let me go back to J.K. Rowling for a second, even though I haven't brought it up yet. But do you remember like when her books came out and like there was such a buzz? People were actually there like at midnight going to Borders. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, so was I for the fifth ones when I got into into uh, Harry Potter, and that was like moments. And this is what Game of Thrones, the show, has done. Other than any other show, it brings people together. There's actually watch parties. I mean, when was the last time people got together to watch a TV show when it came out? Like it very Lost. rarely happens. Okay, now I would argue that maybe uh, the Walking Dead had that going on, and then no, it's lost. I see. It. I would I would not argue that the Walking Dead no, is terrible. It used to, no, it lost. had that following. Lost. I mean, I had Talking Dead lost. Uh, I don't know. Here's, anyway, here's breaking, the problem. Breaking Bad lost as well, works. maybe. Breaking Bad. Okay, Breaking Bad. I give you Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. But that was bad. the very last season of that. Not it didn't have like this going on the whole time. Anyways, no, I disagree. Game of Thrones brought people together. You're wrong. Just like J.K. Rowling brought people together to read books. <laughs> Anyways, I believe he's going to bring these books out, and these bookstores are going to make a fortune way more than they did before. No one really knew what his books were until this show came out. Like, there was this mm, sect of people not. that, yeah, read fantasy fiction. Well, how many people, you walk up the street, like, hey, have you heard of Game of Thrones? Or if you've read Game of Thrones, like, who, what, the, what are you talking about? Literally I everyone, I, 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 I'd like show. to respond to that. I'd like to if respond to that. you have a specific sect I would of like friends, to, sure. I would like to respond to okay, that. Okay, can I just finish my Every time quick? I pass someone on the street, I ask I them, not. what do you think about Game of Thrones? And they would say, I oh, it's the greatest book right series now. everyone. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they did. And then, so I believe he's going to bring this kind of you keep talking. back I'm to getting a bookstore. Again? Dear Lord. Yes, George R. R. Martin will have the bookstores maybe for the next five years actually making money. And then after that, it's going to be another lull. Because after Harry Potter ended, they were begging people to come in. Lots of chains failed. I don't see how they're going to make it much longer anyways. This printed medium is dying. So, R. R. Martin, you got two more books at least according to uh, all my sources and slash Will, who says there's two books left. So I'm, I'm hoping, yeah, that that happens again. And maybe I'll read those two books because I don't know what's going to happen at that point in those characters' lives. And I do know the gist, although the books are completely different than the story we're in right now. Lots of people are alive. Lots of people are dead. So I will definitely purchase completely agree. the next book. Like. I'm buying the next book of R.R. R. Martin's, even though I haven't read all but one of them. 
But I know the gist of what's going on. I can read some Wikipedias to catch up on who's alive and who's not. I just think it'll be bring Unity back to bookstores once again. That hasn't been there since I believe what God, what year was that? I don't even know. Two thousand five, seven. When, um, seven was the seven. Two thousand seven, when the Deathly Hallows came out. Like, dude, I remember getting that book. Okay, you know my cousin Lane. I was going on vacation with him and his family. Go to hell. <laughs> and I got that. I, I we went on vacation. I said, we're on vacation in Florida, and we went to a bookstore at midnight to purchase these books. We each got a copy. And on the drive home, I was reading ahead of them because Whitney was driving. And I don't know why Lane wasn't reading. I don't know if he had a copy or what. But I was reading ahead. Read and I was there. <laughs> at age 16, he was unaware of the scripted medium. <laughs> and so I was I was reading it. And they were so pissed that I was reading it. But I was like, F you guys. I want to know what happens. And I, I that was the last time I have read a book probably <laughs> that quickly. And that's, it took me like... It took me probably four or five months to read a Game of Thrones when I got them for my birthday five years ago was when I got the whole set. Um, and I've read one and part of two. So, cause his books are like Stephen King books, man. You gotta, you gotta plow through some of those parts and you have to have some time to read a thousand pages. So yeah, I think that's the next book is going to drop. Probably. I maybe give it a year after this show ends just to build up the hype even more. So that people want this game of Thrones, like what's his version of the story. But from a, from a film media, like these guys are going to blow up with star Wars. They're going to kill it. Like they've brought TV to a, a whole new land. Like you could not do this, you know, five years ago. He, they, the budget they and they worked off a ten million dollar budget per episode. Give them a hundred million, it's going to be amazing. Whatever they come up with, that's all I have to say about. Yeah, and, and it's it's cool you brought up Star Wars, especially given um, kind of the flip flop of the the D brothers and uh, Ryan Johnson is going to direct that Game of Thrones film. So it's going to be cool to kind of see each of their takes on um, on the other's medium. Uh. What?